Cardiff City Phone-In, sponsored by Munia Rams, the personal injury solicitors. Well, hello. Welcome to this evening's Cardiff City Phone-In, sponsored by Moonaram Solicitors. This is the place to be for the next 60 minutes or so if you want to be involved with anything to do with Cardiff City Football Club. Now, you can listen and watch us from anywhere in the world on Facebook Live. Just go onto Facebook, search for Cardiff City Phone-In. And if you get more than one return, we're the one with about 700 likes when I last checked. We're also available worldwide and locally on FM on the following community radio stations. GTFM 107.9 FM, Radio Cardiff 98.7 FM, Bro Radio 98.1 FM in the Vale of Glamorgan and Ronda Radio on 97.5 and 106.1 FM. A podcast of the show will also be available on SoundCloud within a couple of days. And if you can't wait that long, you can go onto the Bro Radio website, broradio.fm, and uh, choose the Listen Again feature, and the recording of this evening's programme will be available for up to 30 days, almost immediately at the end of the show. Right, uh, my name is Simon Field, and um, without further ado, let me introduce uh, this week's studio panel. And if you were listening the last couple of weeks, 
you will know that uh, we were hoping to have uh, members of the Cardiff City Foundation, which is Cardiff City's official charity here. I'm pleased to say that it has been third time lucky, and so we will be introducing those uh, very soon. Firstly, on my left, uh, it's uh, a warm welcome return to Lee Beams. Good evening, Lee. Good evening, Simon. Uh, Sitting next to Lee is the commercial manager of the Cardiff City Foundation, Hugh Day. Good evening, Hugh. Evening, Simon. And from the Cardiff City Foundation, we're very pleased to welcome Ibby. Good evening, Ibby. Good good evening, Simon. Thank you very much. And sitting next to Ibby, uh, we have uh, Simon Stato-Williams. Good evening, Simon. Good evening, Simon. Right, so uh, I thought I'd start by asking uh, Hugh Day just to give us a bit of talk about the Cardiff City Foundation. As I said, uh, they are the uh, official charity of Cardiff City Football Club. So, Hugh, can you just uh, tell us a bit more about what the Cardiff City Foundation does? Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me this evening. You're very welcome. Um, you've given me uh, an extra title. I'm more of a, a comms manager, but I'll take okay. commercial. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, sounds yeah, good. Yeah. I like the sound of it. So, Cardiff City Foundation, we know that children, young people and families across South Wales suffer from inequalities, um, inequalities that affect people's health and well-being, um, education and employment opportunities, and often increase the, the likelihood of offending and reoffending. So we're able to use the inspiration of Cardiff City FC to help these children, young people and families to achieve their full potential. Last year, we, we supported over 20,000 people uh, to do this. And you know we're, we're proud to be able to use the club's badge uh, to help so many people. Um, you know some of the re- some of the facts that we exist um uh, you know are quite are quite worrying and concerning really we know that people in the most deprived areas of cardiff face a life expectancy 20 years less than those in the most affluent areas so that's something you know that that we hope to address um and we know that uh knife crime is on the rise it's 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 huge it's really soaring across the uk but in south wales cardiff is most effective um, so there's a massive kind of need there to, to support these areas um, and you know it's often a cycle that these areas of these deprived areas of Cardiff um, they, the people face a cycle you know they, there's bad health um, they don't get as many education opportunities so those are the three needs that we're really targeting um, and we've got a great club a great fan base that supports our work um, so yeah we're really lucky so um, do you go out and, and, and find and look in the community or do people come to you sometimes and say, um, you know, we've got somebody who we think could benefit from the Cardiff City Foundation? Yeah, there's often people that get referred to us. Um, you know, we try and work and listen to the needs of, of people in the communities. Um, and it seems to be that the most the, the most kind of common need that people um, that, that people have is is education, health. Um, and also community safety people people don't people want to feel safe in their communities um, and there's often barriers that people face which need to be addressed um, you know they need additional support we can't just rely on mainstream education systems to help every individual for example we know that people have different needs um, that a mainstream education setting won't help um, but yeah you, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of referrals, and as I said, mm. we've got a great backing from the club. And I think we've got a big day coming up, and we we want fans to really help us to raise awareness of our work. Um, Foundation Week is coming up, the 9th to the fifteenth of March. 
Um, and Foundation Days, it's it's going to be the sixth annual Foundation Day coming up, and it's a chance for us to raise awareness with fans to make fans proud of our work. So, um, yeah, one of the it, reasons that I really is want that the event on the thirteenth of March. Uh, it's the fifteenth. Oh, fifteenth is yeah, it? Yeah, the fifteenth, right, okay. the Leeds United game. So it's an opportunity right, really okay. for for fans who come along to the game. There's going to be a number of activities where they can uh, get involved. Um, it's a chance for them really to to actually interact and and to connect with some of the programs that we run. For example, you know. Uh, some of the work we do with uh, people with disabilities. We've got a, vir- a visually impaired football session going on. So mm-hmm. it's a chance to, for people to actually um, experience what you know visually impaired football is like for other people. So is that the day called the annual impact celebration? No, no, or no. Is that's, that something that's, different? That's, uh, this is Foundation Day I'm talking about. Okay, right. Um, Foundation Week is, is you know an annual celebration in itself. It's a chance for us to celebrate the people we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the event on the 13th is going to be at Cardiff City Stadium and it's a chance. Uh, again, it's a similar event. It's, uh, it's a stakeholder engagement event where you know, all the people we work closely with can come along and, and find out more about uh, okay. the people we support and all the different projects we offer. Okay. Thanks for that, Hugh. Thanks for that uh, introduction about it. Um, Ibi, can I just ask you sort of fairly quickly um, how you got involved in the um, in the Cardiff City Foundation and how you feel that you've benefited from it? Um, first of all, thank you for having me here today. You're very welcome. Um, I was I got involved with the foundation whilst I was studying on the Future Pathways program to get the qualification I needed for college. Okay, and um, and I also took part in their Kicks project that they used to. They provide kicks, set free kick football sessions in my local communities, so I used to attend those sessions. That's when I got involved with the foundation, and um, they asked me as well if I wanna volunteer with them. I said, "Yeah, why not?" And they really kept me off the street, to be honest. Okay, good. Yeah. So you're a volunteer for the uh, the Cardiff City Foundation now. Yes, I yeah. do. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Well, uh, you're very welcome to be here, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll uh, we'll speak to you more as uh, the program goes on. Uh, lots to talk about uh, this week. Of course, uh, we'll start with uh, a quick review, hopefully, of uh, the game last Saturday against Stoke City, and then uh, we've got two big games this week at home against top six sides. Nottingham Forest tomorrow night. That's a 7.45 kickoff. I'm told that's live on Sky Sports Football. And then uh, Brentford on Saturday at 3 o'clock. So let's start with our review of uh, the Stoke game. And we'll start with Simon Stato-Williams. And uh, tell us the stats of the game, please. Um, Ball possession, Stoke had 48%, Cardiff had 52%. They both had uh, 10 10, uh, goal attempts on goal. Stoke had five to Cardiff's two. Off goal, they both had three each. Shots blocked. Stoke blocked two. Cardiff blocked five. Corners. Stoke had four corners. Cardiff seven. Offside. Stoke caught offside once. Cardiff three times. Um, Stoke's goalkeeper made two saves. In uh, Smithy's made three for Cardiff. Fouls. Ten were committed by Stoke. Seven by Cardiff. One yellow card each. Attacks, 94 by Stoke, 125 by Cardiff. Dangerous, 27 by Stoke, 52 by Cardiff. Passes, 383 by Stoke, 401 by Cardiff. Passes, accuracy, 64% of them were completed by Stoke and 67 by Cardiff. Right, thank you very much, Simon. So, Lee, I think you were there. Um, do those stats, which sound as though it's quite an even game, really, um, do they accurately reflect the game you saw there? 
Um, they shock me actually. Um, I think a lot of that, a lot of them stats must be our second half performance, which was a lot better than our first half performance. Um, I just felt we didn't turn up really on the day. So many players off, off pace. Um, I can only think of probably two players really who did themselves any justice at all on the day. Who were they? And that would you was say? Uh, Will Vokes, who I thought was probably man of the match for us, and uh, Alex Smithies, who made a few good saves. Um, other than that, it was pretty poor. Callum Patterson was disappointing um, for us, which is you know unusual for Pats because he always puts a good shift in, mm. uh, but he didn't win many headers. Um, and he, obviously, the own goal he scored, you know, that can happen to anybody, but. Uh, yeah, I felt just felt on the day we weren't great. Um, bitterly cold day as well, which you know, not no excuse for any of the players, but uh, difficult to get us motivated. And I think also with Lee Tomlin getting himself injured on the Thursday, probably had, had a little bit of a dampener on the team, knowing he wasn't going to be available. Mm. When did we actually know he wasn't going to be available? Because when I saw the press conference from Neil Harris, he didn't mention it. He didn't well, he? I just read now somewhere that he got injured on Thursday afternoon in training, chasing a forty-yard. Uh, chasing back 40 yards um, and, and it looks like they're saying he's p possibly out for two months yeah I mean I've heard that um, but I only found out about it after the game it was uh, the, I only heard Neil Harris um, mention it um, his quote that I saw because uh, I was away for the weekend it said um, we're hugely disappointed one of the poorest performances I've seen here from the first whistle to the last we were nowhere near the standards that we've set individually nor collectively We've played against a Stoke City team who are scrapping for their lives and they gave it a right go today. If you can't win games, you have to make sure that you don't concede and you don't lose them. We gave two poor goals away, which is not good enough. At the other end of the pitch, we missed that little bit of spark. Today, we didn't make good decisions with the ball. It seems to be as though this seems to be a common story for a lot of teams in the uh, championship about consistency and uh, you know they go on good runs and then they have um pretty poor performances so should should we be too hard on the team or just say actually everyone else is doing this um i i, th I think look we've we've lost what is it three and 17 now uh under neil harris three and 16 perhaps yeah there's a yeah um, we're still still only west brom have lost a fewer games than us so i think overall you've got to look at it as a pretty decent run of games and um, we go into this week now we've got two home games yes against sides above us but they're only i mean forest are six points above us mm. um i'm not sure about Brantford actually but uh I don't fear any of them at home. I think we. They're can, the same points. I think we can beat them both, and if we, you know, if we can get the the six points against them both, I think we're really put back in a strong position. Um, the stats. It's funny how Neil Harris describes the performance as the worst, and mm. and he has most I, disappointing. He yeah. didn't say worst. He said most as though yeah. he was expecting more. I um, guess. I, I suppose you've got to agree with him, really, what what he says. But then, if you if you listen to the stats that Simon read out, and we had we had more shots than them, we had more attacks than them. I mean, w w what was going wrong then? So we were creating by the sound of it plenty. But we just didn't deliver the final ball, I suppose. So the stats tell you slightly different to mm. what he says. One, but he was poor, yeah, definitely. One, one of the things I would say, uh, and I just saw this, is that um, the uh, in the championship team of the weekend that they always do based on their rankings, Stoke defender Danny Bath, who I believe is a centre-back, um, he, he his performance warranted a place in the championship team of the weekend. So it sounds like Stoke's defence um, had a pretty good performance as well. 
yeah, they were pretty solid. Um, I forgot to mention Adoma actually. He was uh, he was good on the day, pretty tidy, mm-hmm. okay. um, but didn't quite get enough service. Yeah, um, it's going to be difficult without Tomlin, I guess. But then yeah. other, other players got to step up now, and and uh, perhaps the system alters slightly again. Um, possibly Bakuna will come in or Rawls. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I'd like to see Bakuna come in. Yeah, um, but obviously the manager will make those decisions. Okay, um, Simon, were you following the game on Saturday? Uh, just really the score. The score. Okay, uh, so we, um, uh, all we've got to go on is the stats and the Neil Harris and Lee's uh, Lee's view of that. Then that's, uh, that's no uh, not a problem. Uh, we'll look forward to tomorrow's game. Uh, oh, j- just to remind you, of course, you are listening to the Cardiff City phone, and if you want to be part of the conversation from anywhere in the world, it's oh one four four three six five four six five four. That's oh one. Four four three six five four six five four, and of course, uh, if you are watching and listening to us on Facebook Live, uh, you can make uh, comments, and uh, we will read as many out as we can. Uh, is that Leighton Ford saying? Let's be honest, we are stuck in another <laughs> Slade era again. Oh right, okay. So that's not going to be a very positive post, is it? Because um, most people, when they refer to Russell Slade, they seem to talk about the style of football that we played under him rather than the actual he did he uh, we actually finished quite well in the table uh, under him uh when he had to do but anyway uh yes it, um lee are you following uh, facebook live at the moment I am, yeah. yeah okay um, all right so just had a former cardiff city player gavin gordon join oh again well again, done gavin's on there good evening gordon um, very well got a good following on there tonight no comments as yet but uh, I'll, I'll see what the thoughts are now okay um and just talking about former cardiff players i had a I had a message just before we came on the air tonight that uh, we are lining up an interview with uh, the great Adrian Alston, who I remember, uh, striker, I believe he was from Australia, uh, was indeed, that yes. played alongside the great Tony Evans. Um, so, yeah, we're hopeful, hoping to line up an interview with Adrian Alston. Uh, he has agreed uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks or so. So um, let's have a look at the uh, games this week. Uh, we've got Nottingham Forest uh, at home tomorrow night, 7.45 kickoff, and then Brentford on Saturday at 3 o'clock. So, um, talking of tomorrow's games, Neil Harris said, uh, we have to make sure that Saturday was a one-off. When you play a game so soon, especially against a team just above you in the division, it's important to put things right. It will be a great game against Forest. If we're serious about the playoffs, we have to beat the teams around us. With two huge games in four days, it's a huge chance for us. I'm looking forward to Tuesday night and seeing how my team responds. Uh, so, uh, who wants to talk about uh, what you think we got to do against Knott's Forest t- tomorrow? That's a tough one. So, I mean, the last ten encounters we've won nine. So, if we're going on omens, then we've got a bit of of luck in in our side to start with. Yeah. Um, They've got their top scorers out injured, which, which Ooh, you know, right. but, that's, but that's the same for us, isn't it? It's, are are we definitely sure of that? I, I heard, I saw something today that he was doubtful, and but if you read between the lines, he might be very doubtful. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that you won't be playing. Okay, um, Amiobi as well. I think he's a doubt for them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, well. it's it's difficult to call, isn't it? Um, we haven't been. No one's been that consistent in the championship this yeah. season even the likes of West Brom and Leeds at the top have, have dropped off recently um, so Forest again you know I don't think they've had uh, that 
great of a run of form recently. No, you're right. They've um, only they've only won one in their last five. And we and we have been beating good teams at home. You know, you look at West Brom, and we put a couple of wins back to back, and we were up in the mix. And mm. we've lost what is it two on the bounce now, and we're we're six. No, points. we've only lost one. I mean, we're six points adrift. We're not. You know, we're not down and out. Um, well, yeah, I, the mood I, changes quickly, doesn't it? I mean, to be fair, if you look at our last games, I mean, that was our first defeat in six, um, of which we've won three, drawn two, and lost one. So, we're actually, um, I think I mentioned last week. At the time, we were the only team in the top half to be undefeated in six games. Um, so, okay, we have lost the game, uh, but um, you know, we're still on a decent run of form as I've said Forest have only won one of their last five games drawing two and losing two and this is an indication of the wacky nature of this division they beat Leeds draw with West Brom yet they lose to Charlton and Birmingham so you know it's 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 a bit it's a reoccurring story isn't it for a lot of these yeah. teams up the top yeah yeah Ibi what uh what do you make of Cardiff City at the moment this season so far I think they're doing all right but I think they need to be they need to work a lot bit harder, you know, if they want to win the game. So they gotta work a bit harder. To be honest, <coughs> what do you think about you know? Be, um, because it, it it's often a discussion about is a team skillful enough, and then if you get skillful players, do they work hard enough? It's just not enough to have skill. Do you think? Do you know? Do you think? You know, we've got <coughs> maybe sufficient skill, and it is a case of just working harder, or do you think we're a bit deficient on skill as well? Uh, I think they don't have that much skills and I think they need to work a lot bit harder as well you know they all add up okay is there um, is there any sort of aspect of the game you know be it particular players or particular you know uh, parts of the game either attacking or defending that you think we are particularly weak on or um, is, is it a general thing I went to one of their games um, they, they they're not taking they I think it was Bristol City against yeah. Cardiff City. Yeah, yeah. So I watched that game. So we could have won that game, but they wasn't taking their shots. Mm. So I was kind of a bit, you know. Yeah. Frustrated, do you mean? Yeah. One of the things is is about, you know, who's going to play up front. And, um, you know, Hugh, you were just talking about Lewis Graben for Forest. I mean, he scored 16 goals this season so far. You know, our top scorer is Lee Tomlin with seven. If we look ahead to. Um, Brentford on Saturday, their top scorer scored twenty-one goals. That and and he and he's he is the um, that's um, Ollie Watkins. He's the second top scorer in the championship. Yeah, and and, and you know behind Alexander Mitrovic, so he scored three times as many goals as our top scorer. Yeah, I think the thing with that is we we we, we sort of said last week on last week's show that we've had seventeen players this year. We've scored goals for us haven't we yeah yeah which, yeah which generally our goals seem to come from all over the field we haven't got an out and out striker as such who's going to bag you 15 or 20 yeah but it, you know it doesn't really matter where they're coming from as long as as long as you're getting them i think our biggest issue is we just cannot keep the clean sheets um mm. poor goals again saturday to give away um when i saw the second goal where i from where we were in the ground i thought smithy's obviously potentially could have done a bit better with the shot but then when I saw it on TV it was actually a decent save mm. he did well to get there and I thought then the defending to get it there and clear the ball was poor Yeah, um, he seemed to be an, an age of the guy just p putting his foot there and 
you know, putting it under Smithy's body again. Mm. So disappointing with the defensive side of the game. Mm. Um, I don't know. The other thing about, um, you know, what we were just talking about, Lewis Graben, if you've got somebody who is scoring all the goals, if he's injured, which it sounds like he might be tomorrow night, and then, then yeah, you know, it could be a big loss. Whereas with us, as we're spreading the goals around, yeah. maybe you know it's not so. It wouldn't be so so big. And we're hoping that Lee Tomlin being out isn't going to be so much of an impact for us. Tomlin, he's brought that magic touch, hasn't he, this season, Tomlin? Oh, yeah. So, so you got to think without Tomlin, I, I kind of think it'll be it's more of a loss for us. Um, I'm not sure if Forest have to kind of if they'll look at their injury and think we need to change our style. I think with Cardiff we're missing the goal scorer and goal creator. So I feel like we recently found our flow, found our strongest team under Neil, Neil Harris. And without Tomlin, it's going to ask a couple of questions, isn't it? We're going to have to kind of reevaluate. Um, but we're good enough. We've got good enough players. So hopefully we, we pick a different system um, and and it works. Mm. Yeah, we'll probably be a bit more direct tomorrow again. Uh, perhaps Hoylett will come in and make a start in the, having a little free roll, perhaps in the middle. Mm. Um, we've actually got a Notts Forest fan online there, Thomas Longdon, a mate of mine. Um, give us a ring, Tom, phoning the show. Um, I'm looking here. Uh, Craig Lewis on uh, Facebook Live is saying Harris must go. Saturday was absolutely shocking. His new sign ins, where are they? Injured ones never played a league game before Adoma. Well, uh, Adoma well past it. No, so there you go, Lee. You, you, you're saying he had a good game. Craig Lewis saying he's well past it. Uh, Simon, just wondered, Adoma came from Forest, didn't he? Uh, he did, yeah. So he's probably not going to be able to play tomorrow. Uh, oh, he's on loan, isn't he? He's on loan. Ah. I bet he's not going to be able to play. Ah, that's a good point. Good point. He's, and he, I thought he's been great as well. Yeah, he has been good, yeah. Is this the ambition of a promotion-chasing team? I think not. Too many excuses, sick of hearing the same rubbish. That's Craig Lewis. If you've got, uh, <laughs> if you've got uh, your opinion, uh, what else we got? Mallow in Cardiff. My cameraman never turned up. Oh, hang on, no, so that was... <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, sorry, Paul Goodger. No Tomlin, no hope. Tan just sells us someone who will give us their full attention. Tan, just tell us someone who will give us their full attention. <coughs> okay. Uh, anyway, so those are some of the comments. If you've got anything uh, you want to say on Facebook Live, we will read out as many as we can. Uh, although Malada say <coughs> we've made great improvements of late. So at Stoke without Tomlin, let's just hope it was a minor blip. So uh, let's have a look where we are in the league. We're currently in 10th place after 34 games. We won 12, drawn 14, lost 18, goals 448, goals against 47, which means we've got a goal difference of plus one and 50 points. So we're six points off the playoff, uh, 16 points from the top of the league, 12 points from second and 16 points above the relegation zone. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, only West Brom have lost fewer championship games than us. Uh, although we've still drawn more, that's 14 we've drawn, uh, that's more than any other team in the championship. Um, as Lee said, Lee Tomlin was missing from the squad on Saturday. Neil Harris has advised afterwards that he's likely to be out for six to eight weeks due to a knee medial ligament injury picked up in training. Although Neil Harris said the injury gives an opportunity to another member of the squad and they need to take their chance. Lee, as you said, um, that could well be... Um, uh, Leandro Bakuna. Um, secondly, or it could be Joe Rawls, I suppose, if he's now fit again. 
Um, it's also been reported that young right-back Cameron Cox will not have his contract renewed by Cardiff City Football Club despite starting for the first team in the FA Cup. The report says that Cox is one of a number of academy players who will be released at the end of the season. It's not thought to be linked with the decision to appoint former Welsh striker Steve Morrison in charge of the under-23s team. And uh, just some Wales news. The FAW have announced uh, the four- final uh, warm-up uh, Wales's final warm-up friendly before Euro 2020 will be away to the Netherlands in Rotterdam on Saturday the 6th of June. A 6.30 kick-off, that's one week before Wales kick off their Euro 2020 campaign against Switzerland. Tickets are now on general sale uh, for Wales's friendlies versus Austria on Friday the 27th of March at the Liberty Stadium and against the, uh, the USA at the Cardiff City Stadium on Monday the 30th of March. Uh, Wales may announce one more friendly ahead of the finals uh, that take place in June. And uh, I saw this today. I don't know how true it is, mine, but I don't know if you've heard. Uh, it's been posted online that if Wales win their group at the Euros, uh, their next game will be at Wembley. If they finish second, it will be in Amsterdam. And if they're a qualifying third place, it will be in Glasgow. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, what I've heard. If you're uh, up for um, Amsterdam, Amsterdam's always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some people uh, pleased to go to Rotterdam. It's not that far away from Amsterdam, but uh, yes. Uh, so let's have a look at Forest uh, in more detail tomorrow night. Uh, they are f- in fifth place after 34 games. They've won 15, drawn 11, lost eight. They've uh, scored uh, 45 goals, which is fewer than us, but they've only conceded 33. So they've got a goal difference of plus 12 and on 56 points. According to the stats uh, so far this season, Cardiff are still strong at shooting from direct free kicks, attacking set pieces, coming back from losing positions and aerial duels, but they are still very weak at keeping possession of the ball and defending against skillful players and defined as weak at defending counter-attacks. Top-ranked player currently this season, still Sean Morrison, followed by Aidan Flint. Top scorer Lee Tomlin with seven goals, then Joe Rawls and Danny Ward with five goals. A look at Notts Forest. Their top-ranked player is uh, defender Matty Cash, followed by Joe Lolly, um, attacking midfielder. Top scorer is Lewis Graben with 16 goals, followed by Joe Lolly with seven goals. And uh, as an aside, joint top assists is former City player Sammy Amiobi. Um, to sort of echo some of the things that Hugh, just say, Hugh was just saying, Forest coach Sabra Lamucci says there are injury concerns around Lewis Graben, Sami Amiobi and midfielder Samba So, uh, but he hopes to, to bring at least one of them to Cardiff. So missed the game against QPR on Saturday with a knee problem. Amiobi hip and Graben knee started, although Amiobi came off after an hour. Uh, this is an interesting one. I always find this interesting when a manager says they are probably tired, not just physically, but mentally as well. Forest have only won one of their last five games, draw in two and lose in two. As I said earlier, while they beat Leeds and drew with West Brom, they've lost to Charlton and Birmingham. So, uh, Simon, uh, I'll start with you. What do you think uh, about the game tomorrow night? And particularly, who do you think um, you know we ought to be putting in place to take on the Lee Tomlin role uh, hopefully well um, Joe Rawls was on the bench on Saturday wasn't he Lee yeah he was yeah. yeah but he didn't come on uh, Simon so what do you think uh, you know who would you who would you like to put the onus on uh, to replace Lee Tomlin I think you've tuned in a chance 
senior highlight. Junior highlight in midfield, yeah. uh, in the in the centre midfield. Okay. In, uh, being, uh, number ten being role. In, uh, see what he, what he can do. Like yeah, give him a chance. He hasn't played anywhere near as good as he has. But he hasn't really played that, that much this season compared to other seasons. But he's a good player. He's on form. So hopefully, mm. I mean, uh, given a chance, he'll take it. Yeah. And I'm confident we'll put a good performance. And I mean, it's strange. I mean, City always seem to raise it. Uh, game against the teams at the top, but then when they play against a team that's struggling, um, this season is pri- prime example. I mean, uh, I mean, Stoke, I mean, Stoke, they're struggling, but I mean, the players they got, they, they're still a mm-hmm. really good team. But yeah. uh, I mean, they, they've for one reason or another they've really struggled. But I mean, uh, Cardiff, we lost, and then we're going up against two top teams, and you wouldn't give them as much chance to win as. Uh, you would have probably against Stoke or when the team's on bottom and it's been very surprised <coughs> if we don't put a performance in with, with the crowds behind us on Saturday and tom- tomorrow against Forest. So Hugh uh, you were talking earlier about uh, how Forest are one of those teams that we've generally done well against what's uh, what's your feeling about what we can do tomorrow night? Um, I think well first of all Tomlin's out so it, it does change the way we're going to play tomorrow but I think on the positive side, Murphy's been playing well. Mm. He seems to be a confidence player, and he's definitely found his spark again. He's got a bit of confidence. He's you know he scored a few goals recently. Um, so I think if we're going to fill that midfield gap for a start, I mean Tomlin's been playing a, a bit of a ten role, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I think Bakuna will step in. I don't know <coughs> you know how fit or near to be fit Rawls is, mm. um, but I I'd, I'd bring in Bakuna. I think he's quite a solid player. Um, and we need someone who's going to kind of close the midfield gaps. So we stop leaking goals for a starter. Mm. Um, but also, you know, we need to be releasing people like Murphy. If we're, I've got a feeling we'll be playing Murphy and Hoylet, kind of two wingers again. Um, mm. And we'll probably have someone like Glatzel just holding the ball up front. So we need to get those guys in space to step in to, to get a few shots off um, or to deliver some decent balls um, into the front line. Um, just looking at the stats. Uh when I did the um, uh, when I did the uh, looking at Cardiff strengths, uh, according to the stats uh, so far, Forest are uh, strong at finishing scoring chances, uh, strong on counter attacks, creating scoring chances, and protecting the lead. But if we look at their weaknesses, it's avoiding being caught offside and also aerial duels. And so I just wonder who we might want to play up front if we if we're playing against a team who's weak on aerial duels, and um, you know. Although you say Lee that um, Patterson didn't have a very good game on Saturday, you know, is he the sort of person that? Well, I could still be... think he's the best option. Um, Danny Ward played Saturday and he, he was ineffective. Mm. Um, but obviously, I was thinking maybe Hoyler to play in the hole and be sort of the Tomlin type. But then, obviously, if a dome is out, Hoyler may well play wide. Um, I can't imagine him going with White. Uh, Murphy and Hoyle at all in the team mm. as then he wouldn't have any sort of real wingers on the bench to come on perhaps and change it okay. um, I don't know I think he'll probably just go with Bakuna there maybe he'll play Patterson and Glatzel tomorrow OK well we'll see what our first caller thinks about uh, your opinion Lee because he's on the line now it's um, Big Sam he says he's your friend uh, yes, good evening please. Big Sam welcome to the Cardiff City phone in good evening chaps OK right, yeah we're good thanks uh, all right, Lee. Lee's just been telling us of his uh, of his opinion for tomorrow night and uh, who we ought to bring in to replace um, 
to replace Tomlin and the fact that uh, because Forest are seen to be statistically weak uh, in uh, in their aerial duels, that uh, Lee would persist with um, Callum Patterson up front ahead of uh, Glatzel. You got any views on that, uh, Sam? Yes, that's a good show. You know, after Saturday, I didn't travel. I had something on, but the boys tell me we were pretty poor back to front. Um, Stoke played a different game to Forest, which is pretty obvious. Mm. Um, I, I can say Patterson is not much choice, really. And probably Warder's impact player. Well, um, Lee was just saying that Ward was ineffectual. I mean, he started on Saturday, but he was ineffectual. So, as yeah. you say, maybe he's better as an impact player. Yeah, I would think so. I to personally, I would play Murphy up front alongside him. Mm. I wouldn't play Murphy out wide. I think he's not disciplined enough to come back. But he's got a trick or two. He's two-footed. He got pace. And lately, when he's been involved on in the middle, he scored some cracking goals. Well, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I was going to say when he played against Reading in the cup, he had I, he had the best game I'd seen, and uh, certainly the first half. And and he was inside a lot. Though you know, he was making uh, darts down the middle which I was very impressed with yeah the biggest problem for us obviously I think it's been a you know, a few we've got many weaknesses in the team I think but uh, obviously Tom is missing which is a massive loss mm. it's the middle of the park um, the best one of the best second half we played I think was against Red in the league <laughs> when he put Bakuna left Vox right uh, and put Tom in down the front two mm. back, sorry, front, back four I thought we played a, we had a cracking second half. Yeah, there's no wingers in it, so where that's the answer, I really don't know. Mm. But the midfield to me has been weak all season. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, like a guy with Tom is out, but obviously there's something lacking in the middle of the park. I can't put my finger in. People were better judges of football would know, but there's it's something strange, lacking there. It's strange, isn't it, Sam? That when you actually look at all the midfield players we got, and you look at Pack and Bakuna. Rowles, Vokes, they're, they're all decent players. They are. And yet, collectively, when they get out there, we just never, ever dominate the game in midfield. We, we're you always can't. up against it. Um, even with Tomlin in the side, and let, you know, let's not pull any punches, he's made a massive difference with us with a few of the goals he's scored, a few of the balls he's laid off. But we're still overrunning midfield. It's not as if he's come in there and changed, transformed the midfield into a brilliant outfit because it's not the case. I um, totally agree with that statement. But, but I think it also stems from, you know, it, I think we've been much better since Alex Murphy's has come in. I think we've given the ball away far less. Um, but, but just generally, we're just not good enough in the middle of the park to, to dictate the game. And um, I think that's where you struggle. The, like the front... In, in fairness to the front guys, I mean, they're, they're not the greatest strikers in the world in terms of goals per game or whatever, but they do get such little service. Yeah, that's um, just my great regrets. Like, he's, um, how we, why we signed him, I don't know. Not because there's anything against the guy. I thought, ball on the deck, he's a decent player. Um, but we thought, Warnock signed him when I was six mil or three mil, whatever it was. Six, I think. Yeah. He, he plays the target man. He's not a target man. Not as on his backside. He ain't that type of player. He likes it to his feet. And when he has a ball at his feet, he's he probably his confidence is shot a bit. It's a pity because he's got a great goal at the Leeds. The mm. one in the cup tie against Reading, and he finished out well. Yep. There's something about him, but the service he has, I don't know. It's it's, it's really not for him unless Aris has a complete change of outlook in the summer. 
the other thing, I, Sam, Adoma, I, I don't know. Adoma's probably out tomorrow, you see, because he, he, yeah, he's on loan. Forest. So, I yeah. mean, that that's another one of our yeah. players who can play a bit of football who's not there. So, I've I got a feeling we might be a lot more direct tomorrow. Mm. I think so. I, I think we haven't got a choice, to be quite honest, because uh, obviously Mendes Lang is out. Um, yeah. And Adoma's a cup tied. Murphy and he got Oilet. I'm a big Oilet fan, but he ain't, he ain't the same Oilet the last couple of months. He's been off the boil a bit. Well, some of the guys were suggesting we could play Hoyle in the middle, and then we always, you know, we've also got Gavin White who can play wing as well. Yeah, so. he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's got some of the ball in him. He's a bit raw. He's a bit. He's a bit more to come from him, I think, but not yet. Uh, he tracks back. He's a he's a fighter for a little guy. He got, you got plenty about him, like, but where is the answer? Short term, I don't know. Right, Sam, I'm going to ask you for your prediction in a minute for the Forest game. But uh, first yeah. of all, I'm going to say the uh, the match forecast based on the stats. Uh, listen to this, everybody. Uh, Cardiff will control the game in the opposition's half. Cardiff will dominate in the air, but not Forest will score from a fast break situation. So that sounds uh, pretty. That sounds the fact uh, the opposition scoring from a break sounds pretty ominous because. That's mm. happened quite a few times in our own corners. And, yeah. You know yeah. What I, I mean? think we're playing direct tomorrow, by the sounds of it. We are going to be playing direct. Patterson's I would have thought so. He's been winning I, just fan- I, just, I just fancy us tomorrow, i got to be honest. Patterson's been winning a lot of balls, isn't he, in the air. He wins yeah. a lot more than Glatzel. I think the only thing we've been lacking, especially if we're playing direct football, is runners off the, the front man. So, you know, we're playing these balls forward. If Patterson's going to be competing a bit more and winning those, you know, those little nudges and pushing that ball forward... We need Murphy or Hoylott or someone running off him, so I feel like we do need to play two mm. wingers. What a shame it is that we're in a situation where we lose a player like Tomlin. Um, we haven't got anyone who's similar to him, obviously, no. but but we haven't got anybody within our whole setup, from the 18-year-olds up to the development, who could step in for a game just to do a job for a couple of games there's no one even remotely close to it and that goes back again to the other day when they released eight players and a lot of I've noticed a lot of people on online you know Facebook Twitter all this saying like Cameron Cox good player good player personally I've never seen it in him I never thought anything of him um, it's all about opinions we know and let's hope the lad goes on and does something yeah. in the game but I, I think he could have released 16 players, never mind eight, because whatever, whenever I've watched them, and you've seen this, Sam, yourself, we, we've gone to many a game over the last five, six, seven years, development games at Cad Reserve, we've seen each other down there. There's never been anyone who's given us any no. real hope, has there? Nobody ever, nobody ever come out Christ, he's a good one. No, I did I, like the boy um, Tom's... Tom Sang. Tom Sang. I did like mm. him when he came on a few weeks ago. Yeah, he, he, in, yeah. He, 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 was, he was busy, but again... Like, you know what pace is I think pace the Premier League is all about we found out last couple it's all about size and pace and these guys are athletes as well we should be a couple of divisions below that if I speak by feet, that's what I honestly feel mm. we're, not, we're nowhere near it to be honest alright Sam um, I, I'm I'm going to ask you your prediction for the Knotts Forest game tomorrow night I always go for City man I always right. go 2-1 2-1 ok thanks so much for uh, calling Sam no bro have a good one lads take care uh, thanks very much cheers, cheers. Sam uh, right, that was Sam, uh, our first caller in the Cardiff City phone-in this evening. Uh, remember the numbers 01443 Right, Ibby, I'm going to come to you next. Uh, give us uh, your prediction from, based on what you heard. Uh, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow night, Cardiff City versus Notts Forest? Yeah, I think they're going to win 2-0. 2-0? Yep. Uh, good, well done. Let's go. Um, 
Are you? Uh, do you play football at the moment? Yes, I do. And um, what's your position? I play forward or number ten. Yeah. What's okay. your What's your favourite position out of those two? Are you, or are you happy with either of them? Number ten. Bring your boots tomorrow. With no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> tomorrow. You definitely need me. You're playing for Cardiff and Vale College, is that right? Yes, I do. I play for Cardiff and Vale College in Docks Albion. Ah, so right. I, I think okay. uh, the Cardiff and Vale College setup these days it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah. I think um, as a sports college at the moment they're really kind of strong especially the rugby academy is linked obviously to the blues but mm-hmm. football wise yeah. as well it's it's big isn't it excellent mm-hmm. yeah so um who 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 are the players that inspire you uh, to be a number 10 you know is anybody who 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 you look to that we might know to say i like bamba bamba uh, yeah not as a 10 not, not <laughs> as a 10 but yeah i like him but still i, like, I also like um bakuna as well okay He's a great player yeah, so I think he can he can do number ten role as well. You met Bakuna before, didn't you? Yeah, I met him on on the um, Black History event day. Oh yeah. So he came down. Um, we had a lot of tournament kicks tournament that down um in the door minute in Leckworth. Oh yeah. So he yeah. came down and watched us as well. So I even took a picture with him as well. To, to Excellent. Gi- to give you a bit of a context on kicks, so I touched yeah. on yeah. Uh, reducing offending and reoffending being one of the three main outcomes the foundation focus on. So yeah, yeah. Kicks is that program. So. Ibby's, uh we, we kind of met Ibby on the Kicks program when he was a participant. He's now a volunteer, but it gives it gives young people um, a safe environment. They can play free football sessions, mm. um, and you know it supports them with education, employment opportunities. But we we, do, we tackle problems in those areas. So you know we talk to young people if drugs, alcohol, violence is a big issue within their area. We'll put on workshops and we'll try and help those young people. Um, and and Ibi's become a fantastic volunteer, so I'm proud to to have him here with me today because he's supporting a lot of young people um, who are on the streets. You know, they're from deprived areas, mm. they're hanging around on the streets and they're getting into trouble. And and he's become a, a bit of a role model to so many. They all respect him. You come Excellent. down, you come down Lamb Romney on a Friday, and there's about thirty people. And I can't believe how peaceful it is because <laughs> if anything, if it gets a bit heated on the pitch, uh-huh. he, this this man just raises his voice. So. Uh, yeah, you should be you should be proud. But yeah, this this guy's got a bit of a story, so I, I'm hoping he can share a little bit about his his kind of past and and why okay. he's he's here yeah. today. Yeah. So basically, one day uh, we went to a kick session. So after the session, me and my boys were I was I was going boxing. Basically, the boys were going home, but we, we were all walking the same direction. So um, as we're walking, we're crossing the road, and there was a guy on the moped. So he was coming really fast. He nearly hit one of my mates. And then my cousin goes to my mate. He was like joking about it. Like you nearly got hit by the moped. And this guy on the moped, because it's their neighborhood, you get me? So they yeah. like, do whatever they want, you get me? They don't want anyone to like, you know, speak to them or like do anything. So they will do something to you. So the guy for my cousin was talking about him. And then so he, he, he parked his moped and then he got off. And he started shouting at us, swearing at us. So and then to leave the air and all that. But, you know, in that time when he was talking, I was processing in my head, like, shall I approach him and talk to him and tell him, tell him that we wasn't talking about him or anything, like, we don't mm. no trouble. So, before I finished processing that in my head, shall I approach him or not? So then he was, he was gone. And as we, was, as we were walking through Splot Park, and then all we seen is a bunch of boys coming from behind and with masks on and knives. So when they came, I was on the bike with my cousin, right? So they came and passed me and chasing the other boys down. So... They couldn't catch them, so and then they came back, and then my cousin, he was standing down on the bike as well, so he came, and then put knife on my cousin's neck, oh. so and then there was a lot of kid that was with them. 
he was sitting by my cousin so he was talking to my cousin because he, he he knows him from from school so and then he told his mate that oh i know them they're safe so he left my cousin as we were walking he was walking past me i was on the bike there so he stabbed him in the back innit? and then um i didn't react or anything because i didn't want him to know that i got stabbed so in mm. case he comes back and finish the job so i acted like nothing happened mm. so i waited till he left so he, when he went so i dropped the bike and i went to my cousin and that little kid that came with them and i explained the story to them and it, like you know we wasn't talking about him or anything like that mm. so and then after that and i told them i got stabbed and then that little kid he ran he ran off and then my cousin i took my top off and then my cousin seen the blood dripping really fast and then he got a bit shocked still like you know he was a bit he just froze for a bit yeah and then it's it's, it's, it's it's another world out there is mm. it isn't it but i think mm. uh you know the the, the story is here that you know if he was a, a young person coming home from boxing and, and, and unfortunately he was stabbed mm. and i think the repercussions were you, it, your, mm. your family had to relocate to a different area of Cardiff. Yeah, yeah yeah and um you know from that session it, it, it affected you didn't it yeah it affected me a little bit yeah and and, and but you know i'm, I'm so proud i'm proud that ibby's been able to turn a negative into a positive Absolutely. so like yeah. after that incident then like you know i got i got interested in kicks a bit more so i was like you know what i need to make a little bit of change so i need to you know support these youth young generation growing up growing up and then support them and help them and then you know to guide them to the right path you know because i don't want them seeing their big brothers and then follow their path and then become the same person on the street like hating other people on the street you know stabbing and all that stuff like i don't want them young generation growing up and do the same thing you get me so yeah and i start taking yeah. it seriously you know sporting them uh, you know promote the um kicks on my social medias and all that stuff i think it shows simon that it just shows the value of having the foundation there to support people in the community and youngsters and everything and you know on, on, onwards and upwards with yeah. me really and yeah uh, and glad to see cardiff city is such a huge part in it absolutely and, and we had vince on last week and he said they're the they're the charity of the cardiff city supporters club as well fantastic so, uh, yeah very well done yeah uh, the, the, the supporters club being fantastic support so yeah big big shout out to yeah. uh to Vince, Kieran, and, and everyone else at the at the sports club. Yeah, and and one thing I'd say uh, from 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 what you were saying there, it'd be about you know you have mm. control uh, when there's a, a game going on. Even if you if you so if you don't make it as a player, mm-hmm. you might want to make it. You sounds like you exactly. cut out to be a referee. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Is, it, but is that yeah. the plan? Maybe, nah, if I don't make as a player, I, I want to wake like professional footballers. You get me? Yeah, you know. No, I was just I was just thinking, you know, we need referees who c- command respect on the pitch, and if you've yeah, got yeah, I think it, I know. can handle that still, you know. You're an authoritative yeah. figure, yeah, yeah. aren't you, Ibby? Absolutely, mm. yeah. Well done. <laughs> um, right, you listen to the Cardiff City phone in. We have got our next call on the line. It's going to be very quick. It's uh, Martin Tobin. Good evening, Martin. Sorry to keep you waiting there, but we've had uh, a fascinating story for Ibby. Hi, hi, Sam. How's it going, mate? Yeah, it's going well, thanks. Uh, Simon, I, I, I've been listening to the comments all tonight, you know, and um, and for obviously for tomorrow's games, and you know, uh, I, I think one of the problems we've got this season now, and with taking into account that Tomlin is injured, which I think have crushed us. To be fair, we we haven't, we didn't. I don't know what Lee thinks of this, but I think the, the we didn't have two marquee signings or three marquee signings in the transfer window. And I'm beginning to wonder now where the club's ambition has been, you know. 
um, because last week we were we were wondering who was going to play. Do we change a winning team? And now we've got a problem now where with Tomlin is, is out. Uh, I've heard you saying who should we play in in that role, or do we go direct and go for it and go four four two? I think Big Sam alluded to it about playing Murphy a bit more forward in the middle. I would probably say put him in in where Tomlin was because he's got the skill and I think he could open because he's got a pass and a, and he got skill that could open defenses up. He's been scoring goals again lately, but I do still wonder where is where's where's the club been now at this vital time of the season and uh, and I think the next two games will define. Where we will, where where we'll be going in the next few weeks. All right, um, Martin. I tell you what, we are going to have to cut this short. But yeah, give, that's fine. Give me yeah. your prediction then for the two games, Forest well, tomorrow I, night. And as you know, I always think City can beat anybody on a day. I'm yeah. going to go. I'm going to go one nil Forest. Yeah. And I think we'll we'll beat Brentford Saturday two nil. Two nil. Good yeah. grief. Um, yeah. Right. I, I'm going to tell you this that um, Brentford. Uh, they're fourth in the division. They've won 16, drawn eight, lost 10. They've got a goals uh, four of 56 and goals against of 29. So they've got a goal difference of plus 27, which is the best in uh, in the league so far, of you know, the best in the championship. Uh, although they're only on 56 yeah. points, the same as Forrest. But, uh, yeah, they, they're a very mean uh, defensively, only conceded yeah. 29 goals. But- but as Lee said, Sam, you know, we he, he, we don't fear no one at home. We no, don't no. beat anybody okay. at home, you know. So I know what you're saying, and I accept that. And uh, but you know, I, as I as I said, these two games will define where where we go in. And you say, yeah, okay, all right. Th- thanks very much for your call, Martin. So, sorry we had to uh, cut you a bit short tonight. Uh, nobody's bit. Thank you very okay, much. Thanks, uh, Martin. Bye. 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 That was uh, Martin Tobin, our uh, final caller on the uh, phone in this week. I just wanted to remind you, of course, that Brentford's uh, top scorer is Ollie Watkins with 21 goals. That's only one less than uh, Alexander Mitrovic, who is the uh, top scorer. Um, so I'm going to go around uh, quickly now, see if we can get some predictions. Uh, Simon Stato, I'll start with you tomorrow night and then on against Brentford on Saturday. Um, two and both games in Cardiff away. Well, that was an easy one, yeah. Okay. Ibi, you've already said we're going to win uh, two. You think we're going to win 2 0 tomorrow night? Yes, definitely. Brentford on uh, on Saturday, as I said, they've got, they're have got they one of the meanest uh, in terms of conceding, and they've got the uh, the second top scorer, 21 goals. I don't want to put words into your mouth, but what do you think is going to happen? 2 all, draw. 2 all, yeah. Okay, right. That sounds uh, reasonable to me. Hugh. I haven't had anything off you yet. What uh, What do you reckon tomorrow night? And uh, I think I think Forest. Um, we're going to try and scrape it with a one nil, um, but I think Brentford is going to be a bit more open. Um, I think they're going to score, so I'd probably go one nil victory over Forest and Brentford. I'd probably join Ibi and say two two. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd happily take four points out of the six available. Okay, uh, Lee, would you happily take four points? Um. I don't know. I think you've got to get six if you're going to get in the playoffs. But um, results-wise, I, I think probably two-one tomorrow evening. Okay. I, I, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet. Um, and I'm going to say on Saturday against Brentford, uh, I think it's going to be two-one again. Two-one to us. Yeah. 
Okay. Great. Well, uh, that's it. Thank you very much indeed. Um, thank you to my panel this evening, Lee Beams, Hugh Day uh, from the Cardiff City Foundation, Ibby from the Cardiff City Foundation, and uh, Simon Stato-Williams. Uh, thank you uh, for listening. Thanks to our callers, um, Martin and uh, Big Sam. Uh, remember, we will be back on uh, the Cardiff City phone-in next Monday at 7 o'clock. The podcast will be on the SoundCloud in a couple of days' time. But uh, you can uh, listen back uh, at the end of the programme if you go to the Bro Radio website, uh, broradio.fm, and click on the Listen Again feature. It'll be available for up to 30 days. Ibi, thanks very much for coming in and uh, telling us your uh, inspiring story. And uh, all the best with uh, the volunteer work you're continuing. And I wish you every success as a number 10, and if not as a referee. Uh, yes. as a, I don't forget that, to bring your boots that's the more tomorrow. realistic part. oh yeah, I'll bring your boots tomorrow yes. boots tomorrow you never know <laughs> right that's it yeah, thanks very much thanks very much for <laughs> listening to the Cardiff City phone in yeah, good yeah. night the Cardiff City phone in sponsored by Mooney Rams the personal injury solicitors